On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if everyone finds love in the season finale of Heartstopper, if the Taste Buds figure out if the new Netflix show is called One Piece or One Punch or Peace Punch, and if Mike can figure out if siblings can be on a podcast with the sisters assembled. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated ones, as well as just any show we fucking want to do, you guys. We're just gonna nope. do it. We're gonna do whatever show we want, as long as two people are- agree on it, we'll cover it. That's what we come into a conclusion about. Hey, Cassie, do you want to do Ahsoka? Fuck yeah, I do. Let's spend this whole hour talking about Ahsoka. Caitlin? Yeah. What do you think about Ahsoka? I think it's a really good show, Cassie, and I'm not biased at all. (laughs) I think it would be, our show should just switch over to covering just that. We should be an Ahsoka podcast. Ahsoka, Ahsoka show show? Apps. Fuck yeah. It sounds like that Rina Sawayama song. (laughs) It's a good song. Uh, And I'm very surprised we have two uh, co-hosts who are just staying silent during all of this while death staring us down. Um, (laughs) First of all, there's Ryan. No, continue. Uh, have an intelligent conversation about a show that has no intelligence that comes with it. Great. Oh! Caitlin. Um, Just women, so. <laughs> <laughs> but Caitlin, you yep. remember those sabers? Mm-hmm. You remember the sound they make? <laughs> rad. Really fucking cool. Rad. Really fucking you remember, cool. spoilers, whales? <laughs> oh, I remember those floating whales, Cassie. Fucking rad. And I remember the power of women. Let's go fucking women. Yeah. Mike all, all whales float. Is this Star Trek Four uh, comments? No, I I do like your imitation of what you think intelligence sounds like. That was adorable. Thank you. What sounds do the laser swords make? Vroom, vroom. I've been working on it. We're just really I, taking I, good notes from you guys. Yeah, I don't love that you're like let's talk about women and start talking about whales. That seems rude and sexist. <laughs> women can be whales too, Mike. It's 2023. Pull your head out of your ass, bro. <laughs> uh, we're not gonna. Mike and I are not gonna review Ahsoka, but we just reviewed Ahsoka. We both just poured a giant glass of Southern Comfort and we pounded it, and it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, that's a bad choice. Disagree. It's my new addiction. True story. <laughs> oh, no. I once decided to drink a bottle of Ahsoka and just that in a night, and I puked brown almond liquor Ooh. all over the place all <laughs> night. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been uh, able be to seven. drink it since? No, I've never tried. Also, it's disgusting. Why would anybody drink that? <laughs> well, okay. All right. Bold opinions here. Um, Ryan, I'm sorry I didn't start off with you. I feel like the flow is messed up, and I feel like you're angry now. Um, I, I'm not angry. A- I'm not angry because the flow is messed up. Like, uh, my point has been proven. You start with me, the show rules. You don't start <laughs> with me. It's an absolute fucking train wreck. Like, you have ruined this episode. Uh-huh. New listeners... Uh, unsubscribe. Dang. <laughs> no, 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 Ryan, no, Ryan, no. That is like cutting off your nose to spite your face. Uh, you know what? I mean, I have some issues with this intro, but I like how not scatological it's been so far. 
I oh, just well. shit my pants. Oh, there you go. There you go. You asked <laughs> for it. I'm going to fuck one of those lady whales. <laughs> oh, no. What? It's the new, it's the new sexy gremlin. <laughs> oh, wait, Caitlin, Dang, can you answer? Dang, we joke about a lot of things. <laughs> Nothing replaces sexy gremlin. <laughs> Her name is Greta, first of all. She has a name. Well, I, if I said Greta, she wouldn't know what I meant. And, of course, her name starts with GR, just like the word gremlin does. Uh, Caitlin, can you tell us what the things on Ahsoka's head are? Leku. Okay. Can you tell us, though, what they are? <laughs> it's, it's a Leku, so it's, a, it? it's like her, part of her head. Uh, and the, is, yeah. is, is Leku like Ferengi? Like, so in Ferengi, you rub their ears, and that's how they get sexually turned on? Do you just, like, jerk it's the Leku Avatar, off? It's not Avatar, Mike. It's Star Wars. Uh, Ferengi <laughs> is from Star Trek, you fucking... I, I, oh I, I ran of all insults. <laughs> <laughs> It was about to get nasty. <laughs> for some reason, I wanted to call you a pedophile. My brain, that's not right. That's not, that's not the right insult for this. You know, I, I say call her it. Yeah. If you watch Star Wars, you're a pedophile. <laughs> no, if you think Star Trek is Avatar, you're a pedophile. Well, you guys, we won't be talking about any of these shows because we got to talk about comic book shit. Um, as much as we <laughs> want to talk about Star Wars things and Star Treks, um, we w- do have to talk about Harley Quinn. Um, we get to talk about it. <laughs> we get to. We have the honor, the joy, and the privilege. Rest in peace, Arlene Sorkin, the OG Harley Quinn. Wow. She, she died gonna... this week. Damn, Mike, I just fucked up an intro, and you're going to come at me with an in memoriam? Every time you fuck up, I will list off another person who died. I know it sounds like I'm killing them, but I'm not. Oh, no. There's nothing literally worse for my anxiety than me feeling like I'm causing more people to die with every time I can't speak. (laughs) Cassie stuttered a little bit, and then Mike comes in like a diehard villain. (laughs) Another person will die each time. But yeah, later on, Harley Quinn, my adventures with Superman, also Spider-Man, the animated series. But before we get to all of that, the Heartstopper finale. On the season finale of Heartstopper, it's prom day and Nick starts the day off by coming out on Instagram and announces Charlie as his boyfriend. Darcy opens up to Tara about her broken home. Tao and Elle make it official. Isaac accepts his asexuality. Charlie opens up about being bullied to Nick. And now they really want to say they love each other. Taste buds, I ask you this. How do you feel about a show that is happy and gay and doesn't have a heartbreaking ending? Uh, yay. Yeah, it's, I don't, a heartbreaking ending wouldn't make people want to keep watching next season. We have to, in three years, we'll get Heartstopper season three. And is Charlie going to say I love you via Instagram message? Oh. Is, <laughs> I think, a better hook than a heartbreaking ending. Um, uh, not up. Sneak out of your window and tell him in person, Charlie. God damn it. The way Run back. It was literally you're still right there. It was it's insane to think to send it over These a message. Pussies are like, "Well, my mom's going to come home and I have a curfew. Grow up, Gen Z, and break some fucking rules. Do some speed and tell each other I love you and face to face." I don't I don't think it was the curfew. I think it was the uh we speak through phone. Only. That's why I'm saying nut up and don't. And also do Look speed. each other in the eyes. And say I love you. And do lots of and speed. do speed, of course. Do speed. do speed. Say that you love him. Do speed. Kiss. Do speed. Drive a car. <laughs> do speed. Drink some Kill Southern Comfort. 
Now we're going to get to the tragic territory. I think we're going down the wrong here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're writing season three right now. We're scabs. We're scabs. Do you guys still have the feeling or the fear when you're watching it that it won't, there'll be a moment that is devastating or like. It would, it would be such a betrayal of the tone of the show. Yeah. I am rooting for it. And it's not because I don't like the characters. I'm, I I am looking for a little bit of drama in my uh, show without any jokes whatsoever Mm -hmm. that like something would happen. And I think in this episode we get a little bit of it where, is it Tara or Darcy? Darcy. Is stepping up to Tara's oh. house? No, Tara Tara's is Tara stepping up to, up to Darcy's, Darcy's house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no. And that feeling that I got, it made me realize this is the most amount of like anxiety that I really ever get in this show. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't need it, but a little mm-hmm. bit more of it might be nice. What I'm getting sick of two seasons in is they will... It doesn't need to be like... Marissa's almost dead in an alley kind of drama. No show can touch that. <laughs> but is that the OC, Mike? It's the OC, Ryan. Uh huh. Um, anytime a character fucks up, they go, "Hey guys," uh, they don't even always say, "I'm sorry." They just show up again a few minutes later, and then everyone goes, hugs them. I don't know. Have a fight. Can you have a fucking fight? Can we be mad? <laughs> yes, it's sad that Darcy comes from a broken home. That doesn't excuse her being a shit for <laughs> the last week. Can can. Can we not all hug her? Can we at least have a fight before we all hug? God damn it. Yeah, I think it was last week of the episode before where I was like, uh, I fucked up and like maybe I was too quick to judge Darcy and everybody else was like, fuck you, fuck her. She sucks. She's a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, guys. Are you sure we weren't talking about Tao? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Because, I mean, she showed up like she clearly slept in like a park. Like she had a bad time. You're telling me you're going to yeah. pop off on a friend who is clearly... We all have slept in a park. <laughs> but her, her, so she, her mom kicked her out slash left. Like, right, like, it's that weird teenage thing of like, you didn't, I don't know if you kicked me out, kicked me out, mm-hmm. but like, you kicked you said me out. I look like a lesbian if I dressed in that. So yeah, I'm going to leave. And I'm so it's to the point where I, where I, yeah, I have to leave. And so she slept in a park all night and uh, she could have gone to Tara's house and she didn't. And a part of that is like a little bit of teenage drama. A part of it is like, I don't want to burden anybody with my problems. But she had a great opening line of like, I thought the theme of the prom was Fight Club or something like that, or like vampires. That's pretty yeah. good to like walk in all stinky and bloody. Yeah. And, and that's how you introduce yourself <laughs> no, to your friends. <laughs> I, I, I do like the, the through line. What the show is, I think, getting better at is uh, Tara and Nick are clearly the superior in the relationships. They're great and can do no wrong. And they're with two people who are trying to hide anything that's wrong in their life because they need it to be perfect. And so both Tara and Nick to Charlie and Darcy, respectively, are like, hey, I want all of you. Uh-huh. Don't do not do this bullshit where you try to pretend to be happy. It's not. Let's really be with each other. Is it? It's not that they're obsessed with movies, but it's like they're sort of obsessed with movies. Like, they, they sort of just want to be this movie character. They want to have this movie romance only mm-hmm. and never bring their baggage or dirt to their significant other's doormat, right? And, like, that's just not realistic. That's just not how it's going to work. It's definitely, yeah. And I think that's what's making, like, it's hard to get the tone of the show now because, like, they're touching these real moments, but also nothing gets really resolved or like dug into it's like always ending with like 
a hug or a happy moment with like him saying you're so amazing and a giant hug like everything is just like you're amazing it's amazing i think we have so many shows though that are like you can find all the trauma and the drama at i feel like this is just a fun show where we can actually just live in a, a little gay happy world and it's fun and all the teachers are gay all the students are gay <laughs> everyone's happy uh sure apparently it was bad back before we started watching this like there was the bullying of nick or of charlie but we never got to see that and now we're seeing all this happiness so that's well, i don't know it's just that's fun a really interesting a point and like the animation adds to that yeah of this right. being like this fantasy world that we can live in for 30 minutes a week the future mm-hmm. liberal cucks one but i think if you're gonna be happy and gay do it because if you're gonna talk about cutting and it be this weightless because that's what me it doesn't have heft it doesn't have people are saying it because it's a line versus there's some scenes where it feels lived in and real but when charlie's taught like that's some pretty heavy shit and it just feels light and fluffy Mm -hmm. as everything else in the show is Mm -hmm. that's sort of my issue too is that uh with the cutting and what I, I'm so like hesitant about talking about this, but like with the cutting and with the Isaacness of it all, about mm-hmm. oh, you know what we haven't done asexuality, let's throw it on there. Like, I, I feel when we the asexuality's been established though. That's we, been a thing. Cassie and I called this out a long time ago. That For he, sure, he was definitely going to be asexual. Like that was I know, but. But it's like that we that we all live in this world. So like I am going more towards Caitlin's point of like where we have this group where we get to uh, just live in this world where it's all established. But when we watched the first episode of the second season, I had said like my fear is that is is this show just going to be about how everyone's identity is there is finding their sexual identity? Like is that all that there is to them? Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of like where I was no. throughout this season. Because Ryan, Charlie likes neon bright music. Music. <laughs> Isaac <laughs> likes reading. So there's clearly more. But it is also still about their gay-ass little found family. Like, at the end of the day, they always come back to each other, and their happiest moments are, like, when they're together. And but- Elle likes art, but, like, what is her art? Like, no. this is, like, I'm okay. grasping on to, like... All right. Her art was not good enough to be on display. those clouds though <laughs> that she painted at the prom pretty good those clouds were good okay so she is prom cafeteria dance level artist also did you guys know how many fucking let's put a dance together tropes there were until you watched this episode because this episode had literally every single one of them <laughs> every single one oh. like were they it felt like they were making fun of people when they got in a paint fight they're like is this what you they got- want idiots <laughs> And I hated it because it was Tao, obviously. But like, if Best Tao put Tao paint, if Tao put paint on my body, oh man, I'd break his solar plexus. <laughs> uh, I did. I actually legit enjoyed Tao and Nick having just like a human conversation yeah. Yeah. for the first time. I don't know if these characters ever have, and that scene probably my favorite in this episode for sure. And definitely my favorite Tao episode because it felt like he finally took the Tao mask off. And he's like, I'm just going to be a dude. Like, I'm just going to chat. Like, Did you just come up with the phrase Tao episode? Yeah, absolutely. The Tao episode. <laughs> uh, and now I'm going to write my book, The Tao of Tao. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick has this amazing, or the actor who plays Nick has this amazing way of when Tao says, well, I thought that you always hated me. Nick says like, um. <laughs> and then they move on. He continues the conversation. But he clearly did because Tao's awful. 
but he's grown now, guys. And also, well, his cut suit his hair. was rad as hell. Him and Elle's coordination at that prom fucking killed it. She probably and then of course, suit. yeah. Elle and Tao get the uh, classic prom moment of everybody giving them the dance circle it's, so they can fucking rock out. Yep. Right before they did that, I was like, no, it's too crowded to dance. Bitch, what? <laughs> That's what so you <laughs> want out of a dance floor. You don't yeah. want it sparse. What are you talking about? Also, you then went into the emptiest part of a room. What are you <laughs> it was talking like, about? Uh, dead. There was like a big empty area. It's too crowded on the dance floor. I like it when there's one or two people, maybe. Um... I, uh, did I tell you guys about the article that I read? I don't no, know if I talked about this about last this article. week. What do you uh, mean headline? Uh, no, I actually clicked on the headline, <laughs> did not read it, but I clicked on it and then hit the back button as fast as possible because oh, words yeah, scare it. me. But it was about, do teenagers actually uh, talk to each other in the way that they do in Heartstopper? No. And it turns out, yes. What? Teenagers what? are very scared about people changing their phone number. So they only use apps to communicate because of how often phone numbers change. I have not changed my phone number since 1977. (laughs) I have had Star Wars came out and you had to memorialize it. Star Wars came out and I was like, "What is this? Star Trek? Fuck Avatar!" And then I changed my phone number. (laughs) But uh, yeah, when you you do not ask for phone numbers anymore, you ask for. Ats and it's all What's through Instagram. Yeah, uh, I do think it's, it's less. It feels less. Uh, there's less meaning attached to what's your gram versus what's your phone number. Phone number because I, I'm an older gentleman. And it's easier to block. Out and about, I've recently had a couple of random people ask for my Instagram, and later was like, "Wait, is this illicit? Should I not have given this strand?" I was like, "But it's Instagram. Who gives a fucking shit?" Right. And it is easier to block, right? And it's, uh, you know, like, if I ask you for Instagram, that's social, literally social media, like, that's for socializing as opposed to phone number. Like, that's that's for my mother. That's for doctors and mothers only. Doctors and mothers. And my mother is a doctor, please. The doctor was a woman. The doctor can be a woman. Thank you. And whales. Don't forget. And whales. The doctor can be a whale. Don't forget the fucking whales. Uh, Uh, Go ahead, Ryan. And what... One more thing. I'm so sorry about Isaac, but like it, they've been building him to be asexual. That's fine. But like, how is he not fucking dead? What do you mean? He, he should have fallen into an open manhole at this point. The amount he reads. Oh. The amount he reads. <laughs> he brought a book to prom. Come he on, should bro. have been hit by a bus. I was a reading dork kid, too. You don't bring your book to prom. He should have what, walked in. Hang out with him. He should have walked into an open manhole, and then a word balloon should have said shell shot <laughs> above the manhole. <laughs> Isn't that how the guy from Soul died? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Disney's got the copyright on that, Ryan. This is the only reason they could have do it. Uh, the, my favorite, like, couple has become the two teachers. And I don't know. Oh. It's just because I feel like maybe they're more grounded. I don't know. Or it's just, like, the little bit we get of them. But there's something about those two and the one stone cold weirdo. I see well, these two as the uh, the short coach from Ted Lasso and the angry coach from Ted Lasso. And this is fanfic of watching them hook up, and I'm into that. Did they rail in Paris? Yes, absolutely. They're like, we yes, should absolutely. Done that. Yeah, they, 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 and then we got. To they did see the two man Eiffel Tower. <laughs> is there so? I don't know. It seems like this season definitely went down in enjoyment for you guys. Um, Ryan? The, not in enjoyment, in 
um, I don't know, like uh, in being revolutionary, I think. I think the first season was so new and fresh. fresh. And by virtue of it being a second season, this one couldn't have been, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it did something totally crazy. And I wanted it to do something uh, as crazy as the first one. And it just didn't. It felt like watching these people make a lot of the same mistakes. I think that Charlie, as a character, needs a lot of work. I think that the actor who plays Nick is so strong that his writing doesn't need as much help as a lot of the other characters do, mm-hmm. it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it's a bad sign when our the greatest love story of the couples, I'm like, man, Nick could do so much better, and I just want him to find a better guy. <laughs> oh. uh, I finally figured out, Mike, who uh, Charlie reminds me of, and it's uh, Patrick Fischler, who is the person who died when he saw the person behind the dumpster in Mulholland Drive. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> yes. Uh, the not Jimmy Pardo. The guy I thought was Jimmy Pardo for so long. Right. Because he's the comedian in Mad Men. Yes, the comedian from Mad Men. Uh, the representative of, like, Utz Chips. Yes. We're That's... so fucking old, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys are speaking a different language. We're talking about the most youthful show we've ever covered. And <laughs> you just said, let me bring in some references Mulholland Drive and Mad Men. And just the blank <laughs> stares Caitlin and Cassie gave us. I also was starting to Google things. Yes. And then I was like... <laughs> They're saying too many words for me to go. They're saying so many references at a nonstop rate. <laughs> the brows and the ears. What if Isaac also, not to get back to Isaac, but what if this was for two seasons was the same book the entire time and he's just he's dumb a as very fuck? Slow reader. <laughs> That's okay. We all knew he's asexual. He's illiterate. <laughs> he's trying to hide. He's, he's on stage one. How to read. <laughs> so what do you guys just like look at these words and then turn pages? I don't then, get it. We learned they're all very opening and welcoming when it comes to any kind of sexuality. They are fucking <laughs> cruel dickheads. Ivy League buttholes. <laughs> you know that Tao would be. Tao yeah. would totally be an asshole. Oh my god, Tao would. Ugh. Uh, I almost moved to my moment of the week, Cassie. I'm oh sorry. yeah, no, we're ready for it. Drop it, Ryan. You remember when like you guys were like almost rooting for Tao because he cut his hair and he uh, came clean with about his feelings and um was almost a normal person like uh getting close to nick and then he went to the dance floor uh talked to l and to go into the dance floor and then pulled a fisherman's pull out and <laughs> caught her as a fish and reeled her in are you fucking kidding me tau you were the worst die that's the oh. most what? tau dance move there could be though I, I want to it, see. It's more Tao than even the robot. The deleted scenes where an old ass director who decided this is how the kids should dance had to explain that this is a dance move to these kids because they're going to be like, "What? I just want to freak." No, no, they don't even say freak anymore. So, person that plays Tao, uh, you put your one hand behind your head and then your other arm straight out, and then pretend you're a sprinkler. Just go ahead and do it. No, it's super fun. It's, all the kids love it. Uh, Mike, what's your moment of the week? Uh. Isaac has finished his book, page one, wanders to the library in the middle of prom, and a spotlight from heaven is just on a yeah. book See, on the top shelf that says This backs up asexual. Caitlin's theory. Well, no. It's just like, this is where he met uh, that other guy was at this bookshelf that they put together. And at the top, they had that ace book. but he So never he put it, it there for memory later? Like, it was fucking like, hey, idiots, if you haven't gotten what we're trying to do with Isaac, here you go. Spoon feed, dum-dums. And I, I, I do like this show. 
But I rolled my eyes so hard they popped out of my head. Interesting that both of your moments of the week have been shitting on the show, but okay. Okay, motherfuckers. Caitlin, what's your moment of the week? Um, I I also love the teachers and uh, just the fact that they one of them had to lie to the other one to tell him to come to the prom. Um, yeah. That they needed more chaperones. Adorable. So Yeah, adorable. that they straight up banged in Paris and then still had have to go through these little games here. Yeah. Oh love my it. god, I love it so much. Um, I also, uh, I have another moment of the week. Mm-hmm. It's just the ending, the fact that it was just happy. Because I also think that a car is going to blow up or hit them or something bad's going to happen because everything's just so happy in the show. And I'm just used to shows with so much drama and with uh, Marissa always, you know, dying in Mexico. So, R.I.P. Yeah. You're Marissa Cooper's of the world. Cassie, I have an issue with one of Caitlin's moments of the week. Oh no. If you have a crush oh, on is me. Is this a new segment? Moment of the week rebuttal? <laughs> <laughs> Moment of the week, your moment sucks, and here's why. Rebuttal. <laughs> if you have a crush on me, and the way that you tell me that, or don't tell me that, is by getting me to put a fucking shirt and tie on, mm-hmm. and and lying about the fact that we need more chaperones, I'm going to be fucking pissed off. To be fair, there were not enough chaperones at this There truly There's never enough chaperones. Kids were right. doing the fishing rod and sprinkler dance left and right willy-nilly, and they need to be stopped. <laughs> Um, my moment of the week is um, apparently something that Mike hated, but uh, when they all went over to take their group photo together to help out Isaac because he just brought his book and he got to cuddle up with his book in the photo, it was an adorable photo. I fucking loved it. Everything at that photo booth was very cute and I really enjoyed it. Such a good time. I love photo booth moment. The photo booth and then the party at Nick's were very cute. Very precious. Party at Nick's montage was adorable. And that's what Heartstopper is about. Um, it's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it yet, you totally should. That is all the time we have to talk about it, though. I do have time to talk about a website. And Ryan, I believe you have a big website that you're working on. I've heard it's going to change the world. Damn. Yes. Um, we have so many uh, gummied animals. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Worms. Gummy worms. Bears. Others. Sharks. Uh, <laughs> But they're also Whales? tiny. Why aren't they life size? Mm. And for the low, low price of thousands of dollars, you could get a gummy shark in your fucking house tonight if you order three weeks in advance because it does take some time to make this gummy shark. Okay, fair enough. So they're custom made? Made to order. I love that. Well, how many gummy sh- life size sharks do you want me to make ahead of time? I just, I didn't realize you had Jack in the Box rules. Jack in the Box rules. We don't make it till you order it. <laughs> Ryan, for those of us who um, weren't raised on Nat Geo, how big is Shark B? Oh, uh, Shark B. I would say uh, stretch out your arms, Cassie. Yeah. Okay. Stretch. And uh, about ten times that. Dang! You're telling me all uh, gummy. Put your arms in front of you, uh-huh. and then like chomp them like that, and that's how big their jaws are. Very important follow-up question: Can I chomp those little chompers um, of the life-size gummy? Oh, uh, yeah. How about you turn the tables on this shark, and instead of them chomping you, you chomp it. Who's eating him? That's what well, you that's can the do. point of a gummy. That's what you can do with this shark gummy. <laughs> Ryan, question. Uh, right now, yeah. in theaters Hold on. Now, uh, f- uh, Michael Gravano from the Michael Times. Thank you. Uh, in theaters now is the Meg 2 colon the trench. Uh-huh. Can I get a Meg-sized gummy? Uh, you can have the shark called the Meg 2 colon. This is a giant shark with two colons. <laughs> And will they be trench sized? The oh, no. shark will be, the shark will be real, but the the colons will be gummy. 
that's all I've ever wanted. Uh, follow-up question, Ryan. Um, how was that related to his question? <laughs> how did we get there? <laughs> uh, Cassie, he said the words colon and gummy, and that's where my mind sort of stuck. Bert. In a trench. In a trench. Uh, follow-up question, Mike. Have you seen the Meg 2 <laughs> colon uh, trench? Response to your question: I have not because uh, my wife and I have a rule: we're not allowed to see any movies till we finally see Barbie. And so there is a stack of movies we need to see probably this weekend. And so I think we will do Barbie Bottoms Meg Two Cole in the Trench tomorrow. Uh, Caitlin, I have a question. This is Ryan from yep. Ryan Times. Uh-huh. Uh, would you say that if you put you and your husband's top ten dumbest rules uh, on a list, <laughs> that all of them would be less dumb than any of Mike and Renee, or Mike and his wife's rules? R- Mike. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's fair to say we need to see Barbie. You gotta put Barbie first. Movies. You put Barbie first, but also like if you get to the movie theater, like fucking just go. Also, I've broken the rule. I saw Ninja Turtles. Oh! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> if there's a movie to break it, it, that's the one. I'm so proud of you. Do it for the turtles. For mutant mayhem. Mutant. There was, there was so much mutant, so much mayhem. Um, Ryan, final question. Uh, what's the URL? How do we how do we get these life size sharks? Uh, you go to uh, HTTPS colon mm-hmm. slash slash colon mm-hmm. the Meg 2 colon <laughs> gummy colon and that colon is two dots gummy colon that colon you're going to want to spell out colon <laughs> gummy gummy colon that one spell out colon that's two dots dot com, and that's where you're gonna get the gummiest colons of all the. Actually, I'm changing the business. Uh, we're taking shark colons and we're turning them into gummies. THC, CBD, OCD. We're imprinting old school OC podcasts on them. Um, yeah, go there for all of your fucking gummy shark colon needs. There's so many needs for those. Dot com. I never stopped saying the URL. I'm sorry, Cassie. You interrupted me. So that's on me. So many websites are taken that you got to just go long. Go long. Like a wide receiver. Uh, and that's the tagline for these gummy colon sharks. Yep. <laughs> well, Ryan, um, there's already a lot working against you with this. So I'm going to send you over to my friend, Cyrus Brown. Name one thing. <laughs> just don't have the time. Um <laughs> Cybersprout.net is going to help you make a website that is at least going to be good to sell this product, okay? That's because they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. They handle security, maintenance, backup, speed optimization. They work hand-in-hand with you. They love shark colons, especially if they're gummy. (laughs) Cybersprout.net, your partner for a digital world. Coming up next, it's The Pull List. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is One Piece. On the first episode of Netflix live action adaptation of One Piece, we are introduced to Luffy, a boy with elastic powers who wants to be the Pirate King, I think. In order to do that, he needs a crew in the One Piece. By the end of the episode, he gains some crew members and also the map with the route that will lead to the One Piece. Taste buds, I ask you this. What is making the show seem so compelling to watch, and is it worth changing the fabric of superhero show show? Uh, it's a, it's a sequential panel storytelling. Uh, listen, listen, guys. Everything is sequential. Sequential? <laughs> Everything is a sesquicentennial. It's a sequential based on a Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Mike, who just died? <laughs> Ray oh, uh, Kevin Conroy died a few years ago. He played Batman. 
no. Uh, Cassie, is the theme song for this? One Piece, Ahead of Disaster. <laughs> okay, it's about a boy trying to become the Pirate King. This is up my shit. I'm yeah. I'm definitely going to watch this show. And between Mike and Caitlin, I cannot believe the show was not watched. I, okay, I, I did try. I'm no joke. I turned it on and then I turned it off. Because I was like, this Ouch. is not this is not for me. There was a whole wow. twelve dollars in the budget of this entire show. And it that's not went. what the trailer told me. That's <laughs> yeah, insane. Awesome. What? We have watched two different trailers. They, I mean, there probably are two different trailers. <laughs> Will I even understand it if I didn't watch Zero Piece? No, dude. You're fucking okay. screwed. <laughs> I'm fucking screwed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems there's some parts of it that seem like like the s- general story seems fun. I just don't know about its vibe. The fact that it has to be like anime style acting and everything brought over to live action. I don't know if I want those two to be a thing. I think what made me turn it off is the fact that it is on one part super gory and like there's lots of bloody aspects to it, but then also feels like a kid show at the same time. Like within the first awesome. 15 minutes, I couldn't tell the tone of the show and it wasn't like, and both of them were not my vibes mm-hmm. and they were not meshing well. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to dedicate my time to this. I will be taking a nap. <laughs> and this is a woman who, after watching three minutes of Smallville said, I cannot join your podcast. I have to go watch 10 seasons of a show first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I, I know things that are good in three minutes. She's got it, a talent. <laughs> in three weeks. All four of us are scheduled to be on the show, and One Piece is the main event. So it's we so will see what happens then. That's so crazy. When's that date? <laughs> I will have watched every episode <laughs> up until when we're supposed to watch. I will too, Mike. I'm not a coward. Well, these two will be telling you all about One Piece. It's on Netflix if you want to join them. Our next show is Harley Quinn. On this week's episode of Harley Quinn. Nora and some of the gang are stuck in the Legion of Doom headquarters and try to escape using methods that aren't from Die Hard. Meanwhile, Bane tries to become a master pasta chef for Nora's love. Taste buds, I ask you this. With Harley Quinn becoming the home of TV's most interesting couple, are they still allowed to give us episodes like this? Yes, I was... It's always fun to have a Butters episode. Or a bane episode. Right, but if they're churning out butters episodes like this, Mike, how often are they allowed to churn butter? Every three weeks. Okay. Uh, We finally got the epic conclusion to Bane's search for the pasta maker. Yes, and it was in him all along. He was a pasta maker. It was, but um, (laughs) like, was this? Now you did not marry somebody that you were supposed to. You married somebody else. But was the lady that taught Bane how to make pasta? Was this? The wife that you were supposed to marry, according to your uh, trad Italian family? Yes, every Nona tried to get this big Italian sausage. This, and I said, no, 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 no. This lady that threw a fucking cup right at Bane's head when she pissed him off? Yeah, I got a little hard. <laughs> Bane, Bane, the voice actor doing Bane, doing Italian, is the hilarious. It's so around these parts, we've done Bane since the Tom Hardy movie came out, and then it kind of died. But boy, is this show! <laughs> and excuse me, Mister Bane. Nope, that was too Jar Jar Binks. That wasn't two Jar Jar Binks. That was only Jar Jar Binks. That was one Jar Jar Binks. Uh, 
I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> but uh, it's so fucking funny, Bane doing Italian. <laughs> okay, and have you ever and made pasta before? It might before. sound a little something like anybody else do it. No, I've not made pasta before, but I think it's extremely different. I think it was never... really funny when he couldn't break the eggs. He just kept breaking all the eggs because he was just too strong. Do you know what I fucking hate, Caitlin? What? Between my ability to not break eggs and my need to hump buildings, am I Bane? Is that just who I you am? We're born to the darkness. <laughs> we all just adopted it. Bane needs a uh, needs a podcast, obviously. All right, let's get to the other one. Um, I'm starting to really dig Nora as a character. Yeah. Uh, and here's the. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm gonna perv out on that. <laughs> yeah, a little. Less. Yeah. Just <laughs> fun. Uh, I also uh, forgot something very important. Uh, King Shark, despite his uh, Ron Funch's voice and his daddiness, is extremely powerful. He's <laughs> he's walking into a room, uh, staring at his iPad or whatever, and then a guy with a gun pops up, and he just eats him immediately, yep. like in one <laughs> second. But what do we make of this uh, escape from the Legion of Doom headquarters? It's. I, I think it introduced us to Captain Cold as a bit more of a character. A bit, and I just love barely. Nora's thing of I need cold boys. <laughs> like that's just what she her kink is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was fun to hang out with her and Shark more. And Cold Boy and, Vol- and Cold Boy and Volcana. Volcana. Oh, and then there's the scene where uh, Volcana tries to kill the guy with fire. Uh, Captain Cold tries to ice him. They cancel each other out, so Nora just grabs a bottle and bashes the guy in the face. Yes, because uh, classic Irish bar violence always works better <laughs> than superpowers. The thing that this show has more than any of our shows is that like classic Trey and Matt thing of like don't ever have a scene not also be a sketch. Like you have to, you have to get us from yes. point A to point B, but also you have to have this ending of like that scene worked on its own, and this show always always does that. I don't, but otherwise, like uh, Harley and Ivy barely talked, so. I think this this episode's whatever. Were they in it? Yeah. Uh, Maybe in the first Just in the bookends of like Apocalypse is coming. And King Shark accidentally in trying to blow up and trying to explode a uh, high-end diaper store uh, accidentally explodes the time machine. (laughs) Should we go to moments later? Yeah. Caitlin? Oh, geez. It's it's when Bane gets his moped stolen by little Italian boys. <laughs> that classic moment. <laughs> it's just so good. That whole moment, and then his reaction, and just being sad, but then seeing the the mama's house. Oh, and the reveal that he was being trained by none other than Mama Macaroni herself. <laughs> Her sister. Her sister. <laughs> Crazy. Sister Macaroni. Sister Macaroni. Mike, your moment of the week. Uh, connected to Caitlin's is, uh, and then I have another one, but it's. Bambino. I can't. I lost it. It's always fucking Charger Binks now. Ryan, give me a set. I need oh, a set. Bambino. Bambino. Nope, I lost Stop. <laughs> You're doing like Slimer from Ghostbusters or something. Don't. No, get Tom Hardy. It's not Tom Hardy. It's Rob Bambino. Bambino. It's me, Banyo. That was good. Uh, and then better. Superman, uh, the, the sun is blocked out, so he loses his powers, and him saying, Where's the nearest tanning salon? Do we still have those? In our culture? As a a culture? (laughs) (laughs) That tickled me. Superman had that uh, bit of the thing that will always get me, which is Olivia Coleman from The Favorite 
saying, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me! Ryan, what's your moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week, Cassie, is um, Signore Macaroni. macaroni? Yeah. Um, knows that Venom feeds on tubes. He, he usually gets Venom from tubes. and But instead, because she's Italian, has pumped it full of olive oil. And that's how he's getting... <laughs> His nutrients. Honestly, Nora and King Shark and their gang, like, they had a good old time. But this whole fucking Bane, like, the bridges of Madison County thing going on in Italy with Bane and the Signore was, that's what this episode was all about. I mean, she threw that cup right at his fucking head, and it was immediate. Bane was like, well, I don't know. And then, boom, right with the cup to the head. Um, Harley Quinn is Thursdays on Max. Uh, you should be watching it. Our final show of the week is My Adventures with Superman. This week on Mouse, we learn what day zero was, as Clark does, when the general shows him a fully 3D holographic that you can taste, the smell, volume. see, sense. The what? The volume. The volume. It's very loud. No, that, that how they filmed Ahsoka. It was with the volume? Yeah, like they film it in this big, like, giant box where... Oh, called the volume. Yeah, called the volume. Like, that's what they were in. It's like a remix of the holodeck. volume. I like holodeck. Uh, he shows them the day the Kryptonians came to Earth. Uh, and then Task Force X breaks out to fight against the army and take down Superman. Surprising nobody except for the General and Waller. Taste buds, I ask you this. We don't care at this point if canon has changed, right? That the Kryptonians weren't escaping uh, Krypton blowing up, that they were there to invade Earth, and Superman just, little baby Superman was somehow part of the invasion and got stuck. I don't, is there evidence of that? No, we don't care. We definitely don't yeah. care. But, like, <laughs> are, are we sure that was Kryptonians? I guess they all had the, the, the ships made the symbol. The robots had the symbol on their chest. Am I so stuck on canon that I'm like, lies? No. Yeah, this no. Isn't true. I was at the same point. I was just like, like <laughs> in my head, I'm like, okay, so this version, Zod had robots. And no, in my head, I'm like, it's like I'm watching uh, an episode of Krypton TMZ, and I'm like, no, this didn't happen. <laughs> False. Bullshit. <laughs> but no, this show is so good at doing uh, what it does. I'll let them tell whatever story they want. If they want to take over yes. like Lilo and Stitch, fucking go for it. I don't care at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, what hold this on. Makes you think of? If they add this to that, I would not only be okay with it, I would prefer it. If Clark and Stitch We're fight together. We're both from Krypton. <laughs> and <laughs> Eiffel Tower oh, Nani. No, no, no. Mike, no, no. go in the corner. What? No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, this isn't movie of the year. We're not allowed to talk about Nani that way. And then Lois and Nani are like, well, it's just the two of us. What should we do? <laughs> Hold on, I got to write some fanfic. <laughs> Um, is sorry. You go. Okay. Uh, in this episode, we got Sad Boy Clark. Um, you know, once he realized uh, he was sent for destruction. Um, mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about little Sad Boy who almost gave up? I I like this version of Clark who's learning. He is not really Superman yet. Versus the Snyder Superman who wasn't really Superman yet and never will be. Um, he's learning, and there's goodness in him, but he doesn't have that. If everybody's telling him he sucks, he doesn't have that confidence yet. Like, nah, no, I don't. I'm good. Like, it, it all worked for me. I think Jack Quaid's voice acting is is so good, and it. I bought it when Clark was crying, and the general was like, "Wait, 
Did we fuck up? Like, I bought all of that. That all worked for me. Okay, so here's something crazy. I didn't buy the Superman stuff. I was like, all right, I don't, I don't want to watch this. Superman, get back up. Don't have tears. But I did buy the Colonel. What is he? The General? The General. The General. The insurance guy. <laughs> when you uh, you gotta you gotta call the general um when he was like wait uh, did we do something bad because i know that's such a crazy thing for boomers to do to be like yes. not that he's a boomer but like wait is what we wholly believed in and based our entire personality on was that wrong that's really the- hard for them to do waller strip says task force x doesn't make mistakes <laughs> whoa buddy yeah we all make mistakes <laughs> no uh we have been going down a wrong road uh no we have been going down this road this is what this is the road we're going down i like he straight up he's like wait he was a wee little baby that day of the invasion i don't know if this is the right guy <laughs> she's like kill him anyway and kill everybody who gets in our way because the general and we've seen before is always like let's not kill civilians and waller in true amanda the wall waller fashion is like i will kill any civilian i can if it means I get to stub the toe of Superman. Right. So Waller is a power for power's sake person. And so we. Or she, she just cannot see the force through the trees. And we thought the general was the baddest bad person in the show. And now Waller is taking her throne. Right. And we got to see Slade lose his eye. <laughs> the way that was connected for you guys. and also hyped up. I love, I love with Spider Man how happy it makes him. Superman. <laughs> the other guy dude deathstroke famously only has one eye you would know that if you knew anything did cassie just call superman spider-man spider-man yeah, yeah. Is cassie, I think maybe we should just fire her is cassie <laughs> my mom your little characters who do the things you know <laughs> what well, my mind is currently being blown because you said that jack quaid is the voice actor for superman and he's yeah the guy from the boys like i just had to google it i was like i yeah. i thought and then he is he was also in Hunger Games. He's had a good few years. He's in Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Scream 5, the lesser of the new Screams, but he was good enough. I see that from his IMDb that I'm on right now. He's IMDb. I'm not on his IMDb. IMDb. I am his IMDb. <laughs> he has a great strike beard going on right now. I follow him. I might be a little obsessed with Jack Quaid. Guys. <laughs> right. Just a tiny bit. All right. All right. Um, how was uh, the big fight for you guys with the um, giant little kaiju guy? We got a kaiju. We got a kaiju. And a massive kaiju at that one. I screamed we had a kaiju. <laughs> Caitlin out. has a button in her, like, right in her watching <laughs> desk. She watches TV at a desk. There's a thousand TVs, sure. but they all play the same thing. And she has a button that, like, we got a kaiju. <laughs> That's uh, kaiju. Steve G uh, gave us that in the last Suicide Squad movie. So now that is just a thing that we get to say when the kaiju shows up. Yeah, Caitlin goes full newsy down the block of, we got a kaiju. <laughs> Get your pipes, kaiju here. x x <laughs> Which is the, the mass in the kaiju. There's x x And how did, how did you guys like the, to me, this, this is very, uh, to Cassie, who is her mom, uh, this is very Spider-Man to me, is to get the whole city together to help the hero. That's so Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did that work for you guys? Like, he's a Metropolisian, and you want your big kaiju. We're all going to turn our lights off. <laughs> well, it, it worked for me in a couple of ways, Mike, because uh, it's very Marvel, first of all. And it, uh, what did they do? Was it just uh, a couple of people with something to say that spoke into microphones and <gasps> broadcasted it to the world? 
like fucking podcasters. That's what (laughs) they did. They invented pot, and all of Metropolis was like, uh, a number one, kill that kaiju. A number two, (laughs) let's start a fucking (laughs) podcast, bro. That was the part where I don't know if Supergirl just like killed me on this, where it's always got to be a speech to save the day. But it was a little bit like, okay, we're still doing this. <laughs> there, there was a speech, Cassie, and then there was punching. <laughs> it, true, we still got. He to He blew see. the kaiju's heart out. Yeah, that yeah. that kaiju fucking got got so pretty rad. You're right. I'm back on it. It kicks ass. <laughs> also, when it you died, guys... it just stayed there as like yeah. rock now solid. Now it's just a fucking statue they have to deal with. Yeah. Divert traffic. Everything. Yep. Love it. Did you guys hate though that like when Jimmy Olsen took the mic, he would do that like dance around that Eminem does, and just like that's how he would get the fucking all the people pumped, and that uh, Lois would just say every at the like the last word of every one of Jimmy Olsen's line, Lois would repeat it Beastie Boy style. Mm-hmm. That's how you get people involved. It's through, all white rap. It's through white rap. <laughs> Uh, and then they had an Asher Roth reference for some reason. They both just said, I love college. <laughs> so weird. Um, should we go to Moments of the Week? Sure. Sure. All right. I guess, Mike, let's go to you. Uh, I got two, because come on. Uh, I do like Superman is in the middle of this. He's facing Kaiju Parasite. And he's just like, let's leave the people of Metropolis out of this. And before he gets to finish the sentence, uh, you just don't see the villains do this so often. The heroes do it more often in modern stuff. Uh, he just punches Superman because he doesn't give a fuck about the people of Metropolis. I was like, all right, Parasite, let's go. <laughs> that was my moment. And then uh, Jimmy, Lois and Clark are making out, and they say, I love you. And Jimmy is also right there and just does this weird, awkward shuffle away from them <laughs> as they make out in front of him. And I like that. I like the animation of the show. Uh, related to your moment of the week is when um – I think Clark had just defeated the kaiju, and Jimmy, like, tackles him and starts kicking his feet. He's just, like, so happy to be back with his friend. <laughs> Love it. So good. Uh, Caitlin, what's your moment of the week? My moment of the week is right there. It, it, I like how ours all land in the same area. Uh, it's it's the moment when Lois and Clark have their moment where they're hovering, and they're flying in the middle of the air, and they're like, I love you. And he's like, I love you, too. And it's like, oh, my God. I loved it so much. It's always the hovering. Yeah, it's hovering. It gets me. Ryan, moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week was going to be where um, Clark says, uh, you can hurt me, just don't hurt the people of Metropolis, and then he gets punched in the face. But since Mike took that, I will pick the part where uh, Superman says, Ivo, you can't go there. And Ivo says, Ivo, where I want to vote. <laughs> Good reference. You fool. Ivo. Thanks, buddy. Uh, no, I was talking to Ivo. My adventure's with... Superman is Fridays on Max. Coming up next, we're going to talk about that other little guy, Spider-Man. Welcome to Spider-Man Mania, bitch. A mini-show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s, Spider-Man the Animated Series. This week we watched the second episode, which I believe was called like Spider Death or something like that. The Spider Slayer, so much rather rather than Spider Death. Spider um, Death, <laughs> fucking Spider Death. Welcome to it. My favorite eighties metal band. Probably would kick ass though. 
Uh, but when this episode starts, guys, it's just Spider-Man swinging around trying to clear his head. Just trying to get that New York City life to awaken him up. Having not seen any of this show, except for these two episodes, I'm just going to guess and say Insanity. this is how every episode will start. Yeah. In CGI buildings until C- Cell <laughs> Animated Spider-Man shows up. Just like, man, my life is so hard. And I don't know how I stay awake all these nights. <laughs> and, and then, then a different uh, adversary will show up. And these ones, he is like, look at these little toys. How cute. Why is my spider sense going off? He's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that there's so many little things flying at him and he's like, oh, wow, toys. I'm like, bitch, probably not. And we know. we know that these are sent by Barack Obama. These are called drones. <laughs> yeah. And they're here to kill well, your family. <laughs> Only if it was at a wedding. <laughs> um. So yeah, these these things start chasing him. They give us a good little shot of his booty while they're chasing him. Uh, do does Spider Man have a dumpster, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> yeah. He's got a dumpster. Yeah, he do. <laughs> they got them photos of that booty. Um. And then we see the people behind it who are seeing the footage. Um. It's a couple of inventors and some other dude. It's, I forgot uh, the name. Alistair Smythe is the son in the wheelchair. Spencer Smythe is the old man who originally invented the Spider Slayers. Norman Osborn is there who's like, the money's all mine. They're my Spider Slayers. I don't care that you invented them. Also, if I don't know who on the show wouldn't know this, but Norman Osborn was played by Willem Dafoe in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. For the Cassie's the world who confused Spider-Man as <laughs> this is uh this guy might become Spider-Man's biggest villain, aka the Green Goblin. Fucking spoiler, bitch. God damn. I was sort of looking forward to that reveal, but I guess it's ruined for me now. <laughs> yeah, now I guess we'll <laughs> What if this show doesn't do it? Now I, it's already I can, changing stuff up. I can only look forward to what happens when Eddie Brock has been fired. <laughs> Did I ruin your flow? I'm sorry. I was just trying to tell you the people in a room. No, yeah, the people in the room. I was just trying to remember any of their names, and I just, I simply won't. I can't. Spencer, um, Alistair, Norman. God damn it. These are all, all my notes. They're all fucking terrible <laughs> names. And just can, like, I was trying to figure out how to spell Alistair for the longest time. I'm going to be we, honest. Can we just say, like, from now on, number one way of being a bad guy, do you have a man in a tube? That's number one. Number two. Are you watching a giant screen with other yeah. screens? That's so and not strange. TV live action. Like you're not watching CNN. You're watching no, a professor X, happening. A bad person. Yes. Yes, yeah. Kaylin. That's what yes. we spent the show years the worst person. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking. And you balls. know he's bad because one of these bad guys is clearly based on him. How do you know somebody's evil? He's in a fucking wheelchair, and he wants a floating wheelchair. That's the point of this yeah. episode is he wants a floating... Okay. Please, Cassie, go ahead. can I get a floating wheelchair? <laughs> I want one too. But this guy's got a mullet. This guy's got swag with that fucking mullet. This guy has um, a squid on his head. But we see that they do have more tech. Now, it's not just these tiny robots. They also have a giant spider robot, um, a.k.a. the Black Widow, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Confusing. we cut to a commercial. Dramatic moment. And then when we come back, it's back to the office of Jameson. Is that Jay Mr. Jameson? Uh, Mr. Jameson and JQ. he's sending. <laughs> we also see another girl who looks kind of familiar, but maybe not because her hair is down. And guys, now she's pretty. She's a different girl, different, what? different, different character. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. not all blonde girls are the same. What? There's another blonde girl he goes to school with. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> There's only God. one blonde girl at Columbia. 
And I, I <laughs> when I saw her, I I knew this was Felicia because she was getting me hardy. If you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but she's throwing a charity ball. Um, it's very important because her rich daddy is throwing it. So they send rich Peter mommy. to go get photos of it. Uh, did you throw another this is fucking name at me? Did <laughs> no. you throw another Another name correction. At me? Another correction, another correction. Cassie. It's her mom who helps fund Jameson's tabloids. And this is just for me also watching this episode. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Do you want to do this? No. Yeah. Keep going. Mike, this would you fun. like to host? Also, did you guys realize in the moment that I did? Because this is my second episode ever. That Peter is going to wear the same striped shirt in every episode. Is this true? Yeah. It's his Red. Bart Simpson outfit. This is his sweater. It stinks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> in 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 canon, Peter's very poor. Everybody starts talking about he only wears one shirt. <laughs> I'm currently poor. I changed my shirt. <laughs> okay, well, you're so less not poor that than poor. Him. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, I'm sorry. I just got it. There, there's is a charity ball happening. It is being thrown at J. Jonah Jameson's house, but it's being funded by Felicia Hardy's mom, who we do not meet in this episode. All these facts are so important. Thank you. It fucking is. All <laughs> these things are true. <laughs> all these things are true. These are all facts. Um. <laughs> Yep. I do want to just take over. J. Jonah Jameson tells her that he's just going to send his best reporter, but he crosses his fingers. Even though Peter's not in the room right now, he cannot say it. He cannot tell a lie. He cannot, yeah, without crossing his fingers, just because he hates Peter so much. Uh, Felicia Hardy says, oh my God, I recognize that person. Is this Peter Parker from my college? Have you guys ever been to college? (laughs) Once or twice. Have you ever like been on a college campus? Uh, you will literally never see the same person twice. Like, how would she? How would you recognize a person from oh. college? You guys, did you just realize Ryan never made a friend in college? I know. You said too. This but is also, not funny. if there's a stud like Peter <laughs> Parker, you guys, you're gonna recognize him. Oh no, I'm sorry. Did you guys realize that Mike is the fucking guy with the stinky sweater who never changed his sweater? He was, <laughs> that's why everybody remembered him. Proudly. Fucking stinky person. We had a guy named Shoeless Joe because he never wore shoes and everybody knew him because yep. of his was nasty ass Very good feet. at baseball in the he 30s? Was not. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> was no, that the guy? It was not. It was the tents, Mike. And was he busted? <laughs> <The tents>? Yes. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson? Is he busted Ryan, for throwing the World Series? Ah, <laughs> uh, Spider Man. Uh, oh, Spider Man. Um, I don't know where we are anymore. Okay. There- so. <laughs> after after the we get the charity stuff ruined out, we, we flash. I mean, so we now know Norman is the power behind the Smythes, but then Kingpin, Wilson Fisk, is the power behind Osborne. And he, as he says, crime is my livelihood, my life, all jeopardized by Spider-Man. Which I don't like. You don't want a villain to be evil, right? Like evil for evil's sake is boring, but also like just to be like, Crime, huh? <laughs> I love crime. I'm into it. What I do, crime. <laughs> I just love crime so much. That's what Kingpin is. Uh, did you guys from Norman Osborn, did you get like a little bit of a vibe? What kind of vibe? Can I show you the vibe? Trying to quick? fuck you? No, Mike, I didn't think that the cartoon from 1994 was trying to fuck me, okay? <laughs> so let me, let me do something else instead. Mm. I'm Norman Osborn. <laughs> and He's I'm, Christian Slater. I'm as good as it gets. <laughs> and I'm also in the movie Wolf, if you know what I mean. I'm an easy rider. Do you guys get that vibe? Now I do. Uh, now no. Ryan, Ryan's back, by the way. Whoa. Uh, Ryan's here. <laughs> wow. That was crazy. 
Uh, Cassie and Caitlin, do you know who he was just trying to be? Caitlin said that was crazy and then just left. (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy. I'm out. Dropped the mic and fucking bailed. (laughs) And that's where I leave. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, uh, Norman Osborn is Jack Nicholson. Cassie, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime, anytime, bro. I would never have gotten there. I thought you were trying to be the guy from Scream. So, Mike, name him off. Uh, Wilson Fisk. Uh huh. Who's that? The Kingpin. Felicia Hardy. You want me to do this, not them? Felicia Who Hardy. Who is Felicia Hardy, though? I do want to know that. What? Black What's cat. That? She's Spider Man's cat woman. Hey, Norman oh, okay. Osborn. I know Green him. Goblin. So we got the lizard in episode one, and we have all of this going on in episode two. This uh, seems like a here, lot. Ryan? Who else is here who has a big scoop, and his big scoop is, let's watch these robots take, uh, crash through a party. It's Eddie Brock Venom. Venom. Edward G. Brock is here. So four of the biggest Spider-Man villains of all time are uh, semi-introduced in this episode. Just hang out like humans. <laughs> <laughs> what I, lo- I love about this show is that right now, if you didn't know anything, the Smythes seem like yeah. the biggest Spider-Man villains. <laughs> Fuck, Peter, you got to get away from this Smythe family. This kid with a mullet in a wheelchair might be the most dangerous person. But we found out why they're motivated to do this is because, again, they want a fancy wheelchair. Um, The other dude, the bad dude, wants it because um, he put up his entire company. um, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. He put his company on the line to Kingpin, and this is how he's going to pay back his loan. Weird bet to make. It's very, very weird indeed. Well, um, if he, if the if Norman doesn't come through, then the Kingpin gets his company, right? Uh huh. Yeah. But, and if he does come through, he gets to kill Spider Man, and that's a win win. And that's why he's the Kingpin. <laughs> at this I point, like- I'll say we're at the ball. Um, and. Yeah. Oh, and then this is where Felicia Hart is like with her boy, which is Flash. Flash Thompson. Normally played by Tony Ravioli. Is that a real ass name? No. I said his name wrong. Ryan, what's his real name? I'll look it up. (laughs) (laughs) To protect our email account. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh he's he's the one who calls Peter Parker a dick in all the new Spider Man. The star of um What's the Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Get your hands off my lobby boy. He's the aforementioned lobby boy. All right. Lobby boy is there. <laughs> and Harry Osborn, who th- this show doesn't make a pickle out of, but he is Jack Nicholson, a.k.a. Norman Osborn's son. We're, we're just getting so much Spider-Man cast exploded in this episode. Revelory and Tony Revelory. And I like this was supposed to be the third episode. And it got moved oh. to the second one. I'm not sure why. Uh, but holy shit. Like, the amount of lore. And I'm not even sh- uh, sure, like, if we're supposed to know how much lore is being introduced. Right. And uh, Aunt May, who is Peter's date. He's, yes. Speaking of he's lore. He's on the job. He's on the job. And he brings a date, which is weird enough. And then he brings his old-ass aunt, which Felicia <laughs> finds attractive. And the two dudes are making fun of him. And she just keeps, she does not shut up. About this blind date she wants to set him up on. I have this blind date for you. And Peter's like, oh, blind date. That means ugly. She's probably blind and probably a date. Probably like that fruit that's a called a date. Fruit. Probably a, a, a piece of fruit with no eyes. That's probably he what he He doesn't even thinks. know that he's about to hit the jackpot tiger. 
uh, named Mary Jane Watson. So, like, we are introducing lore left and right. Cassie? Yes. And then there's, um, <laughs> um, you know, that one chick, she starts dancing with Peter. Felicia. Yeah, Felicia comes and jumps on fucking Peter's dick. And she's like, yeah. I want I want a fucking taste of that shit. Look I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I love that. That pink cummerbund. He's wearing the shit out of it. Um, and the other guys get jealous. And he knows exactly how to get back at him. Um, he rented out a Spider-Man outfit. So he goes down to his car, throws that on, and interrupts the party. Breaks up their dance. Breaks up Peter fucking getting it. Um, but and he walks into the dance and everyone's like, everyone at the dance except for Peter is like, that 100% for sure is Spider-Man. Yeah, like, we know Spider-Man for a fact. Look him. at him. I, I, I'm looking at him right now. That that gentleman in a rented costume is 100% Spider-Man and I will never <laughs> doubt the thought that I just had. How much did you guys love Peter's acting voice of, Oh no! Hi, oh. Spider Man. Are yeah. you mad at me? Whatever shall I do? <laughs> I'm sorry. I take photos of that's, you. That's when I was like, I get why people kind of hate Peter Parker. He's <laughs> yeah. kind of a pop up yeah. asshole. Yeah. Because who is he doing that for? Literally, yeah. nobody is listening to him except for it's, us. And that's you know what? I relate hard. Yes, and that's that's why he's my favorite fictional a character self-bit. of all time. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately for this guy who decided to rent this costume, um, the, the 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 robots have been sent out to hunt down Spider-Man. The Spider Slayers are coming after the Spider-Man because they think that it's the real Spider-Man, but it's not. It's just Flash. Because they have a uh, their incredible robot detection detects colors of a costume. Yeah, a costume. yeah. and a bulge, <laughs> and a bulge, and, and luckily is- Flash and Peter have the exact same dick bulge. <laughs> and we all knew that. Uh, but it looks more impressive on Peter because he's smaller. Um, and this is when earlier J. Jonah Jameson was like, and where is Eddie Brock? And we get a weird cutaway and Brock is just hanging out with the bad guys watching and you're like, what the fuck? It is not clear yet that he's doing a like top secret news story. I don't think this is how this works. I think you this normally is... have to tell your boss where you're going. So all we know is J. Jonah Jameson says Eddie Brock is off getting the biggest scoop. Um out there and we're waiting to get information back from him then we cut to eddie brock and then they're he's talking to oswald and they're like we want to stay above board on everything above board and they're like that's why we have reporters here eddie brock <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's what happened jay jonah jameson played by katherine hepburn of course <laughs> <laughs> we want all the stories all we want the them now. Stories. <laughs> uh when the robot breaks in to the ball that's just at J. Jonah Jameson's house. Felicia yells at the robot, you're ruining everything. Yeah. This spoiled rich bitch. What if the robot was like, oh my god, I'm sorry, and just backwards walked. (laughs) Oh, awkward social. I am so embarrassed. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, JJ is mad that Peter is not getting shots of what's happening because Mm -hmm. he's also just like, what the fuck is going on? It's the fight of the century. There's also a moment where Aunt May gets locked in a room. Because that's for her safety. safety. Yeah, for, for her safety. safety. She gets, she Look, we gets let's all agree. Lock your aunt in a room. Uh, next time you're hanging out with your old ass aunt, just be like, oh my God, robots are attacking, and then lock her in a room. And then just never go back there. Yeah. Until the end of the Let wedding. Her die. <laughs> <laughs> um, the spider does get fake ass Spider Man. So then uh, real ass Spider Man has to go after fake ass Spider Man um, and save him. There, there's a moment 
uh, the Eddie Brock reveals that Flash Thompson is Spider-Man. And then random thugs just run in, uh-huh. and nobody knows who they are. I still don't know who they are. They're just like, hut, 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 hut. And Eddie Brock says, hey, I got First Amendment rights. And one of the thugs says, we just amended them and breaks this camera like uh-huh. a boss. They yeah, also it's... all come running in, and one stops for an interview with Eddie Brock. Of like, <laughs> extra, extra, what are you guys doing? And they're like... Getting Spider-Man. <laughs> before that, the deleted scene is all eight of them before they run in. It's like, all right, you seven, we're going to charge in. You, the eighth one, you give the fucking most dangerous interview you've ever given. <laughs> and also hit him with a couple of good one-liners. You just say that their First Amendment has been amended. Or if they say, talk about a different amendment, you say, amend this, and you grab your crotch as hard as you can. <laughs> Um, Mike, what all happens in this battle? I can't fully remember. Okay, so they all run, and there's both the Black Widow and then more of those drones. Uh, Spider-Man picks up a giant s- beam that construction workers usually eat their lunch on, and is knocking the drones <laughs> out of the sky with it. Later, he spider rodeos. He's riding the big metal spider. Uh, so he gums up the Black Widow with his web canisters. He throws it up her hoo ha, and then she falls into Joker acid. And he, then sp- Spider Peter Parker literally says, "Where is her robot spider pussy?" And that was a <laughs> shocking line of dialogue. Hey, Doc, real quick. <laughs> Fox used to be wild, man. And then uh, while this is happening, Spencer Smythe, who is watching it for some reason, his office is on fire, and everybody else is running away. <laughs> And then Flash, still dressed like Spider-Man, is hiding like a bitch. And is just like, Spider-Man, you won't tell anybody I hid like a bitch, will you? <laughs> uh, I think that is a summary of everything that happens in this fight. Yeah, the building explodes for reasons that are unknown. Um, while what? Papa Buildings Scientist... Are explode. Yeah, all the, uh, everyone got up except for Papa Scientist. And uh, what's the kid's name? Spencer? Alistair. Alabaster. 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 Great pop punk band from Chicago. I don't think it is, Mike. (laughs) Alabaster is like, hey, hey, did my father get out? And in the exact perfect moment, right then, the building explodes so hard that there's no way. Yes. (laughs) And then. Most importantly, J. Jonah Jameson fires Eddie Brock, and I don't want to spoil anything, but you don't want to fire Eddie Brock. Don't fire Eddie Brock. Something bad happens when yeah. you fire Eddie Brock. You want to fucking find a way to keep him on the payroll because bad shit happens. And we also get um, the guy mourning his dad on a hilltop for some reason, and Kingpin knows, he, knows he's there and comes and approaches him. Um, and I think this is where it says, like, to be continued or some nonsense. <laughs> Kingpin straight up says, um, oh, I'll help you. I, what I want, I want to kick your wheelchair down this hill, but instead I will help you. <laughs> it was the and most big of him. meeting point. Yeah. Um, that is it for the episode, though. So let's go to the awards. First one starting it off, you guys. Most 90s thing. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, that kid in the wheelchair had the fucking wildest squid-shaped mullet I have ever seen, Cassie. I don't know what could be possibly <laughs> be more 90s than that. It was so fucking rad, though. Um, Mike, what do you got? As JJ fa- fires Eddie Brock, he says, The networks are laughing at me, Brock. Even Fox. And it feels very 90s for cartoons to make fun of the network that they are on. That is 
Uh, Caitlin? Uh, I have J. Jonah Jameson crossing his fingers behind his back as he says that <laughs> Such Peter a Parker 90s thing we did. Is, is the fucking best. <laughs> fucking love that shit, but yeah, 90s. Uh, we all did it. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. That's <laughs> right. Fingers were crossed behind her back, worshiping the devil. <laughs> 90s. Simpler time. <laughs> Uh, my most 90s thing is when that spider was attacking and Mr. J was like, "If where's my photographer? He's missing the thing of the century where any other time, like now, everybody would be live streaming that shit instantly. <laughs> the fact that nobody had a fucking camera around. There was only your one phones, man. idiots. Yeah, Don't like, shit. <laughs> just get that shit. But, um, all really good ones. Weirdly enough, I'm going to give it to Ryan for that shitty mullet, though. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't our... be weird to give me points, Cassie. It should it's feel very natural. Um, no, that should be the most natural thing. Ryan is getting that point. Our next award is Best Web Zinger. Mike, what do you got? There wasn't a lot this episode, not compared to the first one. I guess it's uh, foul ball coming through, and then he hits one of the drones with the big metal construction worker lunch beam. Uh, yeah. Like a baseball bat, and then he says, "Tell me the Mets don't need me." Fucking I, I good though. That. Fucking good though, Caitlin. Uh, mine. I actually didn't even get one from Peter because I feel like he had some real stinkers this episode. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give mine to Felicia Hart, where she fucking burns the shit out of Peter Parker, and she says, "You're a good dancer." I'm surprised. I thought that was funny because <laughs> he's a nerd ass. He's a fucking nerd ass piece of shit. That is also what Caitlin said to her husband at their first dance of their wedding. Yep. <laughs> Ryan, uh, I'm going to give this one uh, to when Flash is confronting Peter. He says, uh, "And you repeat after me." And then he sees the drones attack, and he's like, "Ah, ah!" And then Peter's like, "Okay, ah, ah!" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that. that is good. That was good. Uh, yeah, Peter didn't have a lot of good ones, so mine went to um, the random army dudes with the First Amendment's rights. We just amended them. Um, <laughs> but I am going to give... Guys, Ryan's going to get that one, too. Cause this is a shocking here. turn of events, Cassie. Fucking shocking over here. Our next one is Kung Fu Grip, a.k.a. Best Move or Power. Caitlin, what do you got? God, I was going to ask what this one actually meant, because I just have Kung Fu Grip for here. And I was like, I can't remember them gripping anything good. Um, yeah, it's about how good they grip things. Hardy grabbed that dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I win. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, because people's grip strengths weren't that good, I really just don't have a kung fu grip one on this episode. Fair enough. It's, uh, so for the future, it means yeah. best move or power. Yeah, now I got that. <laughs> okay. Mike, what do you got for it? Uh, the spider rodeo. Uh, yeah. Delightful. It was great. Absolutely. Ryan? Spider Rodeo. Cassie, it was delightful and great. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely is the Spider Rodeo. Um, Mike said it first, so Mike's getting that point. Our next award is I'm Walking Here, a.k.a. Most New York Thing. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, There's a scene in the apartment after the party is broken up uh, with all the first, what do you call them, responders. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene that where in the foreground there's all these buff firefighters, and they like, and then they walk away to reveal all these fat cops. And I thought that like <laughs> uh, just these buff <laughs> soldiers of firefighting yellow jackets to reveal all these fucking like. And then there was three schlubby fat ass cops there, and that's New York to me. That's my New York, Caitlin. What do you got? 
Um, I just have the fact that we think one person's running the show, like uh, Norman's running everything, like the, the spider thing. And then there's someone else above him who's the kingpin over everything else. It's just like the, the tears of all these things of people. And I was like, oh, this is very, this is very New York um, mobster kind of esque. <laughs> Pyramid schemes. Yeah. I've never heard somebody trail off. Before. Yeah, Cassie, you know why you're a good host? You just sat there and let her go. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude and be like, I don't know how. So no. sometimes you gotta let it, you gotta let them connect it for you, you know. And it always comes back to pyramid schemes. You gotta know that, Mike. What do you get from most New York thing? You know what? I'm using this one twice. Foul ball coming through. Yeah, crack of the bat, and then he says, "Tell me the Mets don't need me." Mets, New York baseball team. That's what I got too, Mike, because it's very direct one. Um, so you know the rules. Mike's getting that. That means Ryan and Mike are tied up just Whoa. in time for our bonus award, which is mystery notes. Uh, does anybody have any mystery notes? I uh, I have. Uh, okay, Black Widow, more like Joker. Yes, I have Black Widow falls into Joker acid. <laughs> Oh, okay. So Black oh, so Widow, there it is. <laughs> yeah, Black Widow falls and dies and leaves one arm up, and now I'm worried about Black Widow Joker coming to. Okay, so now I know what my note meant. I have a bunch of different spelling of Alastair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty. I think Caitlin wins this one. <laughs> yeah, I actually understand all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Caitlin's getting a point. That leaves this one. This. Uh, episode. I got no points. Caitlin got one. Mike and Ryan, you tied with two. You're sharing the win on this one. Congrats. You guys are friends. Yeah. You've done it. Dubiously. Um, that is it for Spider-Man, but Mike, it's not it for the show because you have an interview. It's not. Uh, a while back, I talked to Taylor and Katie Faust of the Sisters Assembled podcast. We're releasing this now. They just hit 100 episodes we're very proud of them. Let's not try to lord it over them that we're about to hit 500 in a few weeks, guys. Uh, but it's, it's a big deal. It's very cool. Their show's rad. Uh, so I interviewed them, and then I got to guest on their 100th episode. So right now, take it away, past Mike. Hey, guys. Mike here. So apparently we unfortunately lost those files so you will not be hearing my interview with taylor and katie but you should go check out sisters assembled just hit 100 episodes and we'll have them back on later bye we are back from that interview. hello cassie thank you for having me i'm sorry who is this <laughs> my name is pierre yusinov uh, no i'm just kidding it's ryan Fuck, Ryan, dude, what? You can't do a transition like that on me. That was too uh, surprising. No, but what I was doing is I was so shocked by how great that interview was that it turned me into a uh, character actor from the 50s and 60s, Peter Ustinov, uh, <laughs> that I was so shocked by how good it was. Like, didn't Mike do a good job? He did so good, and I fucking hate when that happens. <laughs> Honestly, that happens to me a lot. I'll be driving, and I'll hear like such a good Marin or uh, you know other podcast, and I'll, and I'll turn into... Peter Usenov. It's a curse you've always struggled with. Um, yeah, I'm so I, sorry. I kicked a witch one time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kick God, a witch. You can't, you can't fucking do that, Ryan. I hate. I hate my my least favorite thing about Ryan. He sees an old lady with a wart, and he's like, "I'm gonna kick her." I'm like, "Buddy, you shouldn't." You know what happens? Dude, nine <laughs> times out of ten, no repercussions. <laughs> Except that you're a monster who kicked an old lady with a wart. 
Sometimes one time out of ten, that wart flies off, and I did a good thing. <laughs> and it was just like a piece of grape. Ew. Piece of grape. <laughs> a piece of grape. Uh, well, you guys, warts. The way that Caitlin says "piece of grape," <laughs> should I kick her? <laughs> I <think> maybe. <laughs> It's the end of the show before we start kicking Caitlin. We've, we can't go on any further. It's a traditional end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get out before the urge comes on to kick Caitlin. Uh, so, Mike, can you please tell me about websites? Popfilter.co is where you can go to get all the things that we produce. All the things we make are on popfilter.co. Throw a slash Amazon on there. Popfilter.co slash Amazon. That is how you shop now, motherfucker. You're going to use that evil company? <laughs> Why not help us out? Those are our websites. Those are great websites. Love them. Ryan, we got another show on the network. Can you please tell the people about that? Yes. Uh, movie of the year is what we're working on right now. Uh, 1973 is the season. Uh, we have so many uh, classic movies like Westworld and Sisters. Uh, all the hits. Keelan, your favorite movie of all time is Westworld, and Cassie, yours is Sisters, and we've yeah. covered both of those. That's crazy. Wow, I love the movie. This season uh, was made for us. Just tonight, we did the movie uh, Robin Hood, which stars Peter Ustinov. Do you guys have <laughs> Peter Ustinov impressions? <laughs> is he, does no, he play the hot fox? <laughs> he does not play the hot fox. He plays uh, Prince James. George. PJ, Prince he? John. Prince the John. The Lion. He, gets he might sound a little something like this, Ryan. <laughs> nope. Oh, shut no. it down. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> shut it down. Got if that's on. how you have to get into character, no. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to Movie of the Year. Um, if you got to skip that episode because Ryan turns into that in it, uh, I understand. No, no, no. I don't do that on shocking, that show, just on this there's show. There's a shocking dearth of Peter Ustinov impressions on that episode. <laughs> Uh, so do actually check it out just to see the variety that they produce on that um, social media. Caitlin, tell me about it. Just Instagram, fuck yeah. Your pop, at your pop filter, and then Blue Sky. We're Blue there. Ski. Yeah, we got it. Mm-hmm. We also got email contact at popfilter.co. Hell yeah, getting a thumbs up from Mike. It feels good right here. <laughs> I can't so, wait. To- <laughs> I so rarely get it. You so rarely get it. This is such a weird thing. Ooh. Just see a thumbs up from Mike. Oh, man, so many things were done wrong this episode, but it's all fine because at the end I got a (laughs) thumbs up from Mike. I'm going to be fine tonight, and next week we'll see how it goes because it's Thanksgiving season on the finale of My Adventures with Superman. Plus, we're getting the return of I Am Groot, so we're going to get all of that in an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. That is it for tonight, though. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I'm me. And for me, I'm me. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 